0: good evening and all right good evening Welcome to this worship service. I want to just make a couple of announcements before we begin. Um, We do encourage you to add something to your life this Lent, maybe devotions or prayer or whatever. Um, We do have uh, devotionals out there. There's a daily calendar. You're welcome to take that with you on your way out. There are prayer beads over there. They're just out. Sometimes it helps to focus if anyone else's mind drifts while they pray, just have something in your hand. You're welcome to just have one if you'd like. Um, or when you come to uh, worship sometime and just want to sit and have some time in prayer before or after, you're welcome to just borrow one, um, whatever you'd like. But I did want you to know those are there and available for you. So we welcome our middle and sly that will be singing this evening. And... We will begin. Lent begins today with Ash Wednesday and its solemn call to fasting and repentance as we begin our 40-day journey to Easter. This Ash Wednesday service is intentionally one of the most somber services of the year. During Lent, the people of God will reflect on the meaning of their baptism into Christ's death and resurrection and strive against all the things that lead us away from God. The sign of the ashes suggests our human mortality and frailty and are an ancient sign of repentance and washing. What seems like an ending is really an invitation to make each day a new beginning, washed in God's mercy and forgiveness. With the cross on our brow, we long for the spiritual renewal that flows from the springtime Easter feast to come. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be with you all. Gracious God, out of your love and mercy, you breathed into dust the breath of life, creating us to serve you and our neighbors. Hear our prayers, lead us to acts of kindness, and strengthen us to face our mortality with confidence in the mercy of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Oh, my Be seated.
1: We will join responsively in Psalm 51. God, be merciful to me because you are loving. Wash away all my guilt and make me clean again. You are the only one I have sinned against. I have done what you say is wrong. I was brought into this world in sin. In sin, my mother gave birth to me. Take away my sin, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Turn your face from my sins and wipe out all my guilt. Forgive me of your heart,
2: God, and make my spirit right
1: again. Do not send me away from you or take your Holy Spirit away. If you back the joy of your salvation. Be strong by giving me the Holy Spirit. Then I will teach your ways to, do tho- to those who do wrong. God save me from the guilt of murder, God of my salvation, and I will sing about your goodness. You are not pleased by sacrifices, or I would give them. You don't want burnt offerings.
0: Brothers and sisters, we are created to experience joy and relationship with God, to love all humanity, and to live in harmony with God and all of God's creation. But sin separates us from God, our neighbors, and creation, and so we do not enjoy the life our Creator intended for us. Also, by our sin we grieve our Father, who does not desire us to come under his judgment, but to turn to him and live. As disciples of the Lord Jesus, we are called to struggle against everything that leads us away from love of God and neighbor. Repentance, fasting, prayer, and works of love, the disciplines of Lent, help us to wage spiritual warfare. I invite you, therefore, to commit yourselves to this struggle and confess your sins, asking God for strength and stamina in the journey of Lent. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God, and of one another. Most holy and merciful God, we We confess confess to you and to one another and before the whole company of heaven that we have sinned by our fault, by our own fault, by our own most grievous fault, In thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone.
1: We have not loved you with our whole heart and mind and strength. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We have not forgiven others as we have been forgiven.
0: Have mercy on us, O God. We have shut our ears to your call to serve as Christ served us. We have not been true to the mind of Christ, we have grieved your Holy Spirit. Have, have mercy, mercy on us, O God.
1: Our past unfaithfulness, the pride, envy, hypocrisy, and apathy
0: that have infected our lives, we confess to you. Have, have mercy, mercy on us, O God. Our self-indulgent appetites and ways and your our exploitation of other people, we confess to you.
1: Our negligence in prayer and worship and our failure to share the faith that is in us, we confess to you. Have Have mercy mercy on us, O God.
0: Our neglect of human need and suffering and our indifference to injustice and cruelty, we confess to you. Have
1: mercy on us, O God. Our false judgments, our uncharitable thoughts toward our neighbors, and our prejudice and contempt toward those who differ from us, we confess to you. Have
0: mercy on us, O God. Our waste and pollution of your creation and our lack of concern for those who come after us, we confess to you. Have mercy on us, O God.
1: Restore us, O God, and let your anger depart from us. Hear us, O God, for your mercy is great.
0: If you wish, you may now come forward for the imposition of ashes. Accomplish in us, O God, the work of your salvation. By the cross and passion of your Son, our Lord, bring us. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life.
1: a reading from the 3rd chapter of galatians For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse for it is written Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law and do them Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law for the righteous shall live by faith and a reading from 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter. If you put these instructions before the brothers and sisters, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished on the words of the faith and of the sound teaching that you have followed. Have nothing to do with profane myths and old wives' tales. Train yourself in godliness, for while physical training is of some value, Godliness is valuable in every way, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance, for to this end we toil and struggle because we have our hope set on the living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. The Word of the Lord. Amen.
3: Please stand for the gospel. The Holy Gospel is from Mark, chapter 15. When it was noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God why have you forsaken me when some of the bystanders heard it they said listen he's calling for elijah and someone ran filled a sponge with sour wine put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink saying wait let's see whether elijah will come to take him down then jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last and the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom now when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last he said truly this man was the Son of God the gospel of our Lord praise, praise to you Lord. Christ so Ash Wednesday the traditional scriptures for Ash Wednesday Are from Joel where it talks about blowing a trumpet to call a fast and then Jesus's words from the Sermon on the Mount where he warns his followers about practicing their piety before others and showing off and praying in front of everyone and all of that and those are good warnings and good scriptures for us when we mark this season of Lent this 40 days this time in the wilderness And indeed, they're good words of warning because our piety can go awry. We can easily fall into thinking that all the things that you're going to do and give up and take up and all of our Wednesday evenings and focus in Lent would be somehow getting us closer to God or achieving something before God, making ourselves more acceptable, more right, or even worse, showing off. Showing everybody else how holy we are. No, that's of course not the purpose for Lent. And in fact, we have a special theme this year for Lent. And it is living in the shadow of the cross, hope for the hopeless. We have the shadow of that cross, that rough-hewn cross that Jesus carried. We live in the shadow of that cross and we're going to be exploring In the Wednesdays of Lent, how does that cross, how does living in the shadow of the cross bring hope for the hopeless, bring hope to us in all kinds of specific situations, and we're going to explore a lot of specific places where there is a desperate need for hope. Tonight, I'd like for us to think just generally about how is it that living in the shadow of the cross brings hope living in the shadow of an event that was done for us. How does that shape our lives? How does that give us hope? What does this have to do with our lives? These ashes, this cross on our forehead, what, what does it do for, not just for us but to us? And in fact, I'd like you to think about the cross that way. We talk about Jesus dying for us, so true, but if we get that event right and that for us right, we realize that it was done to us and with us and that Jesus' death was our death. His life is our life. You know, sometimes we have events in our lives, don't we, that change us forever, change the direction of what we're doing in life or what our focus will be. For us, I think that Event that changes us that connects us to Christ's death and resurrection is Holy baptism whether you can remember yours or not What happened is you were joined to Christ? You were connected to Christ His cross became yours your sin became his his righteousness became yours and So what happened and what this means is that there's been a change of direction in our lives change of direction in our lives so i want to talk just a minute about these two directions in fact i'm going to even be so bold to say that there's two ways of living in this life one direction and then this other direction i'm going to talk about one direction our focus is on us fixing our problems now you'd think that's good and indeed and at a certain level, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, if we're not getting good enough grades, we've got to work harder. We've got to make it better. That's the way some of this world works. If we're not doing a good enough job on our job, we've got to work a little harder. And we, it's just human nature. Um, it's just natural. Um, but the other direction is where we realize there are some problems that we can't fix on our own. Not just problems, but problem. And so when it comes to our relationship to God, the natural thing, the natural direction of our lives is to go, well, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a good person so God will accept me. This distance I feel before God, I'm going I'm to work hard to overcome that distance. Maybe God will give me a little help, but I'm going I'm to do it. It can be a project of ours. You know, we're going we're to fix our, our relationship with God. That's one direction. But then another direction is li- in life is when you realize that, you know what, that direction of me trying to fix the problem is futile. And in fact, this right here happened because we couldn't, we couldn't fix it on our own. This distance between us and God, this alienation, this separation that we have before God, we couldn't, we can't fix it. And so, what this cross is, living in the shadow of the cross, changes the direction of our life and what we now move in a different direction. And that is where the way to fix something is to give it up and surrender to what God has done for us. God is frustrated with this separation. But God wants to be a God of mercy, and, and the only way for God to be a God of mercy is for us to stop our projects, stop our striving, be still, as the psalm says, and know that God is God, and God is merciful, and let God do the heavy lifting. That's exactly what this cross is. I, I used to run track when I was younger. Which way do you run around the track? Counterclockwise, right? That us fixing our problems is just as natural as running counterclockwise around the track. This other direction, when when the cross hits you, when, when with the cross on our brow tonight, it, it it's it's counterintuitive. It's going. It's swimming upstream. It's going against the grain. It's just not in our normal nature. But indeed, what the cross says is that um, God has fixed the problem. And we've got to let God fix the problem. How did he do that? (laughs) Well, like I say, that's what this cross is about. Um, What the cross is about is that God loves us so much. And God wants to be merciful to us so much and that there's no other way to break this, to change our direction than to absolutely come and die for us. I mean, I suppose in a wrestling match, and, I, you know, we could, we're wrestling with God. God could just come down and just pin us and subdue us and say, believe in me. You know? But it just doesn't work. I remember a good friend of mine, Greg Ronning, who in college, um, he was an all-state wrestler in high school. And he, um, you, know, I, you know, I played football in high school, so, you know, and I weight lifted. And, I, you know, I thought I was pretty strong, and I thought, you know. Um, but I remember one day when I, when I kind of challenged Greg for a wrestling match. And I thought, well, this should be fun. You know, I've never wrestled before, but I think I, you know. I've never, <laughs> I've never quite been so um, utterly humiliated. <laughs> I mean, he pinned me down, and I was helpless, and I felt like I had no muscles on my bones at all. I mean, God could sedue us that way, but you know, God does it differently. God in the wrestling match um, comes into uh, us and dies for us. God um, comes and takes all of our hurt, all of our agony, and takes it upon himself. That's what those texts were about tonight. Jesus on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You see, the reason Jesus says that is he's taken all of our hurt, all of our sin, all of our um, alienation, all of our separation from God. He's taken it upon himself. You know? And that's the way God wins us over, is by giving up his life for us. And when that happens, a change of direction Happens in our lives. Now, now we can start living not to try and prove something, not to make ourselves something, not to be the best or not to be popular or or be successful. Now we we get to live differently. Now we get to live knowing that God has accomplished everything for us. Now, what are we going to do but serve and love? This is a new direction for our lives. That's what it means to live in the shadow of the cross. And that's where hope comes from, when we realize God has done it all for us. Gerhard Ferdi says it this way, to give us God's life, God must take our death. Satisfaction cannot be just simply a substitution for punishment. Christ suffers the punishment and destruction of death in our place, our nature, in order to give us his. That's what we have. That's what this cross is on our forehead. Those ashes is our giving up, knowing we're mortal, knowing we can't fix the problem, surrendering all of that, asking God forgiveness for all of our failed projects, all of our um, presumption that we can ascend to the heavens, that we can fix it. That's what that those ashes are. But the cross, the cross is God. Good news that he's done it all for us. God's forgiveness in Christ, God's love. He's taken us where we need to be. He's won the victory for us. In this series, we're going to be um, bringing in some music, Broadway musicals, and looking at how some of those themes of hope are found in these songs. And tonight, during the offertory, we're going to hear the song, Memories, And in the last verse, it says, I must wait for the sunrise. I must think of a new life. And I mustn't give in. When the dawn comes, tonight will be a memory too, and a new day will begin. Because of the cross, because of your baptism being connected to Christ, there is a new day, a new life, and it's now. And that old direction is but a memory. A new day has begun for us. Thanks be to God. May we then simply pray, give up what we're going to give up, take up what we're going to take up, do all of the disciplines of Lent not to get closer to God, but to be more present to what God has done for us. Amen.
0: Let us come before God now with our prayers. God, we thank you for this evening to gather and be honest about who we are and that we cling to your cross. Help us to live out this season in that knowledge. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for many in our world who suffer, those who lost loved ones in the tornadoes in Alabama, Those whose lives are just constantly torn apart by war, refugees, the homeless here in our community and throughout our country and world. Those who grieve and miss loved ones every day. We lift them to you, asking you to give them hope. Lord in your mercy. We pray for all of those that we know and love who suffer, whether it be body, mind, spirit. We ask that you would give healing and hope. Lord, in your mercy. As we prepare now to receive your meal, fill us with your Holy Spirit, that we may be your light in this world. We pray all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord be with you all. Amen treat one another with God's peace. Thank you for sharing the peace with one another. We invite you to be seated now as we worship with our offering.
1: Let us pray. God, our provider, everything we have, from the food we eat to the air we breathe, comes from you. Bless us and these gifts, signs of our whole lives, return to you as we live in the shadow of the cross. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord.
0: Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God, It is right to give God thanks and praise. We remember the night that Jesus was betrayed, how he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. It is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all of them to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom
1: come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
2: Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our
1: trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
0: I invite you to be seated. As you come forward, we are kneeling this evening, starting here and going out. As you um, need directions, it is written on page 12 of your bulletin. All is ready. Please stand <laughs> now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace Amen.
1: let us pray merciful God walk with us on our journey through these 40 days renew us in the gift of baptism that we may provide for those who are poor pray for those in need Fast from selfishness, and above all, find our treasure in the life of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
0: Amen. May Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen.
1: We are cleansed by water and the word, marked with the cross of Christ forever.